Welcome back to Cogumentative, a show where men fill their mouths with chips and chicken wings off air and talk about cars on it. I'm Thomas Faulkner from the Sunday Times, your host, and uh, in studio, as usual, I'm joined by the one and only Mark Paluta and Mike Salomon and I get to introduce myself this time. No doubt. Exactly. Okay. Guys, thanks for joining me. Beginning of the show, we always uh, kick it off with a little bit of news, and um, you guys might have been paying attention to it, but I certainly have. Uh, Formula One testing. Yes. Mm. Yes. Do you know who's been topping the timesheets this week? I do. I do. The, the Nigel red, Mansell. The, the red cars? No. No. The red no, cars? No, 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 no. No, no. This morning was the, uh, was the Alfa Romeo. No, it wasn't. The current leaders in Formula One testing at Catalonia, Toro Rosso. Hmm. What do you think about that? No idea. No, no, I have no comment. So it's like whatsoever. the Red Bull. You guys know Red Bull. Yes. Toro Rosso is the Red Bull B team. Yes. Yeah. Which, is which actually, runs a Ferrari engine. It does, yeah. Um, what does the actual Red Bull team run engine-wise? Uh, they've now they've moved gone, over to Renault. No. No, 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 to Honda. Honda. Yeah. Big, big mistake. Which, which could yeah, be, Honda's yeah. bad. So I did watch a show about mm. McLaren and Honda and that not working out very well. Yeah. Recently, it, so it, it could be really devastating for um, for for Max Verstappen if this if this Honda is as terrible as it was in the McLaren. Hmm. So now McLaren's got a Renault. Um, yes, I Renault engine. I don't know. It's <coughs> How can I know more about Formula One than you? I don't know. But just uh, so testing, there's there's two tests that happen one one week apart, both at Catalonia. Um, mm. Just it's pre-season testing, so you really can't get anything meaningful about uh, how fast the cars are. But the Ferraris have been have been setting the pace. They have been fa- well, yeah, they but were setting the pace, and then and, s- then and then Alfa Romeo, which is also run by well, they've got a Ferrari engine. They do. They took over, and then Toro Rosso. It's pretty cool. And they got Kimi Raikkonen behind the wheel of the uh, of the Alfa. Really. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. So, but uh, Max Verstappen, it's just I really hope he shapes. Um, he's my compatriot. Um, <coughs> How's your compatriot? I'm a, I'm a Dutch citizen. Are you? Yes. I'm a man of the world. Do you have uh, Are clogs? You from the Netherlands. Wooden clogs. That's um, so weird. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Do, you, do you like salty licorice? Sure, of course. Mm. Salty licorice is the best. I know. It's the it only is. licorice. It's delicious. Yeah. It's delicious. <laughs> do you wear clogs? Well, you eat salty licorice. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay. All right. Well, yeah, moving on from Tom? Formula One, but we're news aside, um, this is something you guys will like. The world's fastest SUV oh. was announced. Ah. Do you know what it is? Bentayga Speed. Yes, it is. Yes. Oh, did it beat the Jeep? It did by like 0.8 kilometers an hour. Really? No, it beat the Urus. The Urus was used to oh, be. Okay. Um, and now how, how fast are we talking here? Uh, we're talking 306 k's an hour. Yeah. Which is <laughs> in an SUV. Yeah, that is pretty it's crazy. It's ridiculous. It's, it's brave. It's brave. Six liter twin turbo W12, uh, 467 kilowatts and 900 newton meters of torque. It's a sure. lot of torque. It's a lot of torque. Sure. It's totally unnecessary. Well, wow. it'll probably be a very good buy in like um, five years time because <laughs> nobody will, will, yeah, nobody will want it anymore. Presumably, they won't sell any more normal Bentaygas, right? So this is kind of most people now opt for the speed. No, well, I think that's what I happens. I, I drove the out. I drove the diesel, so I've driven the W12, 
which is enormously fast. Mm. And I drove the diesel about two weeks ago, and I was amazed by how smooth it is. It's one, yeah, it's one of the and, smoothest diesels and I've quiet. ever driven. And it just, I mean, it, it, it wafts along, and I drove it on the… on the, on, on the um, Is it a V6 diesel? I'm not sure, but it. But I drove it on the on the bigger, we- the smaller wheels, so the tires had a little bit more, um, little more, a little bit more bounce to them. So it rode better than any car I've ever driven. Built yeah. for comfort, absolutely. Not speed. Yeah, Bentleys are fantastic. But no, funny enough, I thought it was more than fast enough. I mean, I, yeah. I don't see the point in fast SUVs. Mm. So this thing was just effortless speed. You just ride the torque. So oh, it was beautiful. It really, I, I must admit, I was impressed by it. Like and always, and uh, it's the cheapest by miles. I mean, it, it's not. I wouldn't call it cheap. Yeah, but it's, but it's just under three million. Just rand. under three million. What a bargain, huh? Absolutely. You guys will say that's incredible value. <laughs> <laughs> incredible. So maybe uh, it might, might be worth pointing out to our listeners that Bentley is actually a VW brand. Brand. It's mm. under the VW mm. umbrella, along with things like Lamborghini and Porsche mm. um, and Ducati and Ducati. Yeah, but at least um, the, at least the Ducati does not share a chassis. <laughs> yeah. What's been interesting <laughs> in the last uh, year and a half or so is that um, Lamborghini used to be imported into South Africa by an independent consortium, but is now brought in by Toby Fenter's LSM, yes. LSM mm. consortium that is bringing in Porsche at the same time. So. Porsche and Bentley are now very closely aligned in South Africa um, and seemingly moving from, from strength to strength. I think the dealership's doing pretty well. And yeah, absolutely. Moving so on the motorbike note, I heard Ducati is actually being sold by the Audi group to KTM. Mm. Sure. Mm, interesting. Mm. Well, I, I, I saw, a, I read an article on, on motorbikes They're saying that um, Harley-Davidson is basically tanking completely. Mm. Um, completely lost its relevance. Um, They're working on an electric bike, and I think that's what's going to bring them back. I mean, everything electric at the moment. Mm, it's coming out later this if year. You're not, if your tech isn't being, well, if your R&D isn't being pumped into battery tech or electric tech, I think you're being left behind. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah. will the Harley-Davidson right. without the classic V-twin throb, is that going to be? It'll it be great, because then my neighbor won't wake me up every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think, I but, don't think uh, he's going to offload his. is right. I think that's all they actually had going for them, to be honest. That's it. Yeah. They were badly built. Slow. I, I, no, they, yeah, they're not fast, but no. they had something. The, the, sports the, the, the motor cool. was everything. The motor yeah. was everything. Sports is quite a cool-looking one. But just talking about tech. Read an interesting article this morning. Mm. So I'm looking to to the Audi connoisseur. Apparently, but that's me. Yeah, I mean, you're just obsessed. Does Apparently. not stop talking yeah, about Audi. It's like <laughs> rings in his eyes. Nonsense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Nonsense. Sometimes if he squints, his eyes make four rings. He had know? an Audi um, henna tattoo put on his arm. Yeah, and on, <laughs> his, on his lower back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little, little little Audi tram stamp. A one. Um, lots of fun. <laughs> moving yeah. on. So so it was an interesting article. They were saying that Audi's uh, Part of, I'm not sure which division, but they're looking at some tech that's going to be able to analyze the streets that you're driving on, and it'll take you the routes and tell you which speed to try and sync the robots, that you don't sit at the robot. So it'll, it'll tell you that you're going to sit at that robot for this amount of time, and it'll tell you to slow down, and it'll tell you take you on routes. That is awesome. And it'll take you on routes so that you that it minimizes your stops at robots. That is awesome. Now, now, I mean, if you think about it, it's unbelievable that, because... You, it's not traffic isn't really a problem it's it's when you sit and you don't move mm. so if you can keep flowing even if it does take similar time it feels much faster absolutely and you know what the the biggest problem with traffic is that time between the robot changing and you pulling off or all the traffic pulling off that concertina effect 
yeah. takes up so much time and people are like looking out of their windows and at their phones and they leave big gaps and I think yeah. that's a fantastic solution that would work in somewhere like Germany or Switzerland but I can tell you where it definitely won't work <laughs> at all South Africa yeah because the traffic well, lights would have to work. be they have A power. they would all have yeah. to work <laughs> and B they would all have to be synchronized and C people would have to obey traffic lights for mm. argument's sake so a red robot would actually have to mean stop something yeah. Yeah. Well, whilst so you're, you're quite great. negative I, I was am. just more taking a view on that it makes sense that it's Audi and not BMW because <laughs> BMW drivers just speed up as fast as they possibly it can to the robot lights, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike you enjoy standing out no, kind of. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a your yellow I'm a, Lamborghini swag yeah, today. You do. <laughs> Let's just face it. So, so, so here's something that, that that you might think is quite nice is uh, in Australia they're now offering number plates where you can put emojis on. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Look at him. <laughs> He's already yeah. googling it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think it's a bad vibe, eh? Quite, quite cool. You could put it on the Lamborghini. So yeah. You could, you know, you could have something. You could have. Special, oh, you know, it would be unbelievable. Mm. You get three little devil ones, yeah, for the devil. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's cool. Oh, yeah, see, That's oh, awesome. yeah, <laughs> where do I sign up? Or could you put on the 4C like a couple of, of those turd, those <laughs> <little> turd <laughs> Jeez. and on your on Toyota's, you could have a tortoise. Yeah. Nice. yeah. <laughs> Just Is talking tortoise about tortoise. I mean, I actually guy. made a I made a comment on on the group today saying that which group sh- on on argumentative. Group. Which one? The one with Paige or the one without? Well, no, the one without. I was embarrassed. We were talking about Toyotas, but <laughs> the thing about it is that I, I made the comment that said. That the the eighty six is surely just a turbocharger away from being great r- an absolutely great but car. But it's great as it is now. No, no it, it isn't. isn't. It's got one hundred forty seven so kilowatts. So much you're really wrong. It lost to and lost Mike, to a middle aged joke in a C class. No, I'm not middle aged. If I wanted to buy a drag oh, racing yeah, car, yeah, I'd buy a drag car. guy. Useful guy. I think <laughs> we've mentioned before that Thomas and I both drove a supercharged Rob Green eighty six, and it was awful. I don't know that it, it just added, made noise. I don't know that it added. But I, I mean, the, the superchargers are not really the the thing. I mean, turbochargers make much more sense than superchargers, but particularly in modern tech. Why? They just do. I mean, like they're. You can't the, why. They no, just do. No, because the modern, no, because the modern, the old turbochargers used to take ages to spool up. They had lag, all that type of thing. Modern stuff is brilliant. I mean, like it's very, yeah. very, very responsive. So, so I'm saying that supercharger, like yeah, but the supercharger, I mean, is it it. It drains. It works off the crank. It's not. It's, it's not as cool. efficient. It's not as efficient as a turbo. Maybe yeah. the execution wasn't great. Yeah. you've Often driven. It, it well, had been a factory. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. You've driven those old Mini Coopers with the supercharged 1.6 engine. Yeah, they're cool. Those are awesome. Ah, they're awesome. Exactly. Yeah, you see. Awesome. So if it's if it's implemented correctly and it works, then you want something good and it sounds great. Nothing maybe. sounds better than a supercharger wine. Yeah, yeah it does yeah, sound yeah, good. Yeah, but maybe it good. needs to do away with the Subaru engine and. Yeah. Put something better. But that we discussed car, that. But hold on, hold on. The, this wasn't the point of why box. I mentioned this. No. Did it have an like, auto like box? You, you said power oh, isn't gosh. important. No. It's all relative. How much power is too much power? We still haven't resolved There's that. 147 kilowatts is certainly not too much. It's not enough. It's inadequate. Hmm. It's not. Well, maybe I can have lots of... My, you can't even exploit the... In my the SC, I've got 147 kilowatts. Yeah, but it's different. It, it makes and it, it's not... It, it's not it fast. It's, it's lighter. But it's, but it's a lot lighter. No, it's not that much lighter. No, it is. It's not. It's probably, what, 1.1 tons? It's got the aircon in. The compressor weighs about 100 <laughs> kilograms. <laughs> the bumpers weigh about no, 150. No, I think the, the point on the 86 is that it can handle a lot more power. 
I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's, yeah. it, it will make a, it. A it'll make one. it almost supercar-esque. The chassis is a good chassis. Everyone's been crying out for more. Don't know why Toyota hasn't obliged. The aftermarket certainly has. They should have. I mean, I sent um, that picture today of that what one with the, with the white wheels, the one that had been banged. But you go look at that. That's what the Supra should have been. How how much does that car cost? Well, four hundred grand. Yeah, four hundred and seventy. So what's an alternative? Because I'm tired of discussing the eighty-six. There's no alternative. It's a, it's great as it is. It's like that flawed girl. What's a rear-wheel like drive rom-com. smallish car for that kind of money? Have they got the the market cornered? Is MX5. MX5s. Is that it? No so one ever criticizes the MX5. No. Oh, it's amazing. Because it's, it's probably not under I do like that little MX5 Targa, actually. Yeah, that's cool. You cool. like a what? That little MX5 uh, Targa. Yeah. It's, got, it's just cool. I like it. RF. Yeah. Jeez, okay. we have properly been distracted during the news. What? No. Is there more news? Yeah, there's one more news. story because oh. it's relevant. And, uh, Keep us on track, Thomas. Yeah. No, come on. Well, you guys Rain, go off rein these guys in. Come on. Formula One, back to Formula One. Again. There's a Red Bull F1 car coming to Cape Town. Why? Do, really? do one of those little like, uh, parades oh, through, awesome. through town. Awesome. Yeah. When is it, when's that happening? Um, June the 2nd. That's nice. That's, That's cool. very cool. Yeah. It's going to do the grand parade in the town hall. And roll I remember when down. they had uh, Renault cool. going through Sant. Yeah. So yeah. Not, years ago, not under awesome. its own power. No, it is. Yes. At speed. Yes. yes. Oh, they so do this all over the world. They're going to do a demo real runs. demo run at speed. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Okay, because those go. things can't keep themselves cool, so that's why I'm asking. Oh, they have to come in. No, that, funny enough. So interesting. I remember when when they had that big festival of speed at um, at Kyle Army, and I don't know if you remember. Nick Mason was here. He had the, that mm. uh, McLaren GTR. So they had uh, David Coulthard driving that Red Bull, and they actually fitted different radiators and things like that because it's not only when it's um, doing short bursts, but also doing donuts and things like that and they do a lot of that Reverse so it has to have different cooling so just I mean for any of the listeners mm. uh, Formula 1 cars don't have fans and mm. they've got very very small radiators so if they sit for too long without moving they, overhe- they overheat very very quickly mm. there's a pool of liquid also metal also idle at like 5000 RPM or something um, mm. I think it's like R7 or something like Jeez. That. Yeah. All right. yeah, interesting mm. okay All right. one tick for the future yeah. discussion mm. so that's it for the news guys we're going to take a break and um, when we come back, we're going to have an argument. Welcome back to Cargumentative. Guys, in this uh, segment of the show, we're going to have an argument because I don't think we've had one in quite a while. So we need to get that, that rage going again. You proper know? argument. Yeah, proper argument. So <laughs> what we're going to do is uh, we're going to go around the room and we all gonna like tell each other what our favorite mark is. I'm not talking about mark polluter, but our favorite car manufacturer, or automotive mark, and then everybody else has to say which they think is the worst model that mark has ever made. I think I'm gonna throw you guys a curveball. Are you starting? I'll start. I don't mind. Are you? Well, so I'm gonna because I'm gonna make it interesting. Mm. So. Well, here we have to basically like um, like sacrifice ourselves, yeah. Yeah, like, um, l- throw leave ourselves leave ourselves open because we're going to take things that are dear to us mm. and really like. I would, if I really, really, really think about it, I think I feel like one of the greatest car marks is Mercedes Benz. Well, it's sort of like the first one, really. It's the Oof. first. Doesn't necessarily mean it's the best. But to me, I think it's great. I think they make very little. I'm so glad you very put this few out there. bad cars. Oh, oh, oh really? Oh. Yeah. There was like a de- there was like two oh. two decades of of absolute awful. They weren't awful. They were which cheap. which decades were those? 
Like they were appropriately cheap. Basically, um, you're talking about the early 2000s. Every car after the W124. Early 2000s. Up until about. So late, from 1999 to about 2006. At least. At least. Yeah. More. No, because there was that seven year cycle. Anyway, no, there were obviously some Give me your best one. shot. Come on. Well, no, 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 no. You got to come up with the. You got to. No, you got no, 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 to do no, the no. damage to yourself. We, no. we have to. So Mark said he's volunteered Mercedes. Oh, yeah. Now we have to say what the worst Mercedes are. Well, the a- so easy. The first new A class. So not why, the one. Why was it bad? Because oh, it was awful. One. No, 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 no. You no, can't no. say the one that was the one that fell over. No, that's the one that fell over. That was a Fortuna. The one after that. No, the. No, no, the, the A-class first A-class, the first one. Yeah, no, it failed the Elk test. And the I moose think, test. And, and I think you, I think you may What's actually be test? right. So it's like a double lane change, and then back, and the thing, uh, and the thing, a journalist, it fell over. yeah, a journalist rolled it, um, and I, I, I think you may be right. The reason is that that shape, if it was so good, it, it sort of would have evolved, and it still would have been around today, and mm. it's just fallen off yeah, the, fallen off the wagon. Okay, so that's possibly the, one of their worst. Oh. Then the replacement for that. And I'm talking about 2014. The B class. No. The one just before the newer A class. Yeah. The one, the A45. Correct. That in standard form was horrendous because it did everything badly. It rode badly. It wasn't nice to drive. It had terrible gearboxes. It had terrible engines. It looked great. It rode checks that could never, ever catch. <laughs> well, this is your opinion, so you're no, entitled it's, to it. it's true. Okay. It's true, because okay, I am a professional. So that, that, that okay. first A-class was diabolical. They've since fixed it, because they listened to me. They read <laughs> so what have I you driven they the listened. new A-class? I have. It's is it any good? vastly improved. Okay, good. Vastly. It's a good-looking thing, too. I it saw is. one the other day for the first yeah, time on the road. Good. It's a nice-looking I like the styling now. Is it still front-wheel drive? Yeah. 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 Okay, so... In the early 2000s, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, there was a um, coupe version of the then C-Class oh, called like the C230 compressor. Yeah, those things are cool. I didn't bad. include it. We we previously talked about the worst cars I've ever driven. Mm-hmm. And I've never driven it, which is why I didn't include it. But it is my worst car of all time. I hated that thing. What, the way it looked? I had the misfortune of having to sit in the back and watch pieces of plastic fall off around <laughs> me into the footwell. That car came in a V6 I, as well. I hate that Terrible. Thing. And it then was awful. Came the in that interior color. quality, the terrible oh, styling. Shocking. Shocking. I don't think squandering the squandering of a name. Because it had that glass. It was like a hatch. At the back, yeah. And that it was glass. You could awful. see through. Absolutely yeah. I thought awful. the styling was good. So like every I other car, you can it. see through the glass behind you. No, no. because it was dark glass. It looked like it was a rear. I think it was prestige panel. I mean, I've never driven it, but I mean, so I'll, I'll be controversial here. Yeah. I think the R107 SL, and I'll tell you why. Is what? It's just, it's just a poor car, and I'll tell you why. They're, uh, very, they're gorgeous. No, no. So here, For, no, wait, no, no, hold on. Just, wait, hold on. Hold For on, those on, of us who don't understand okay, internal so codes, it's, so, so it's, it's, the, it's Bobby Hewing. Bobby Hewing. They, they ran from like 1975 to, to 89. Mm. And I mean, it's a gorgeous car. I'll give you that. that Absolutely. Dallas? Yeah, it Dallas, is gorgeous. Yeah. And I think that they are pretty good to drive. The only thing that is the reason that I, I, I couldn't own one is that, so my friend, his dad had one. We were like in, in first year and we came back to Joburg and we were driving around in this 500 SL. But the 500 is the best one. Yeah. No, no. The 450. So, no, the 500. So, so mm-hmm. the thing is, though, 
Wrong. The roof is just impossible to live with. It's it's completely the impossible. The soft top. Yeah, to put that thing up and down is no, such but Mark, it's from the seventies. Yes, but I'm just saying that it's, it's, it's got that like a, window it's winder. A, it's such a mission that yeah. that practically like I wouldn't want to own it. It's not the worst car ever Mercedes ever made because it's got a slightly difficult soft top. No, Mark. it's not. It's just that it's so it's so good in most places, but you just wouldn't want to own it. You're not playing the game. But no, that's like I, saying a Lotus Elise is a terrible car because you have to get out and spend 14 minutes or half an hour trying to put on that thin little canvas. Well, that is terrible. Yeah, but I mean, that's no. if you can get out. But if that's the okay. worst that Mark can find in my favorite brand for today. Fantastic. Well, so well done. Yeah, I'm happy. I'll take it. <laughs> what about hate. the first ML? Hey, guys, it was Awful. one each. Awful. It was one each. And okay. the first C-Class? Always stuck behind one that every disgusting. day in Johannesburg. Which first C class? First C class. The round headlights. Yeah, the one with the like triangular head. Triangular headlight. real life. And the CLC. Remember that that yeah. was that coupe version of the C class in the late 2000s. Yes. Oh, okay. Fine. It's enough. No, the CLC. Right. Was, the CLC <laughs> was, was, was the the. the Mark's just getting the, upset, the, guys. The I'm not. I'm just. We've got to move one. on. Thomas, mm. what's your favorite brand? Um, definitely, without a doubt, Dacia. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> you have no, to play not. the game, Thomas. Okay, so and it's not Dacia; it's Dacia. So my 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 two favorite brands are Porsche and Toyota. Choose one. I'm going to choose Toyota, just to give you guys every Toyota know. ever made. No, why? Ooh, you what's the that? worst no, Toyota ever made? Okay, oh, that's. But you know what? It's not. It's difficult uh, because there's so many bad ones. They're not. So there's I'm so trying many to good narrow ones. it down to the worst. I'm going to have to look might this be a up. while. I'm actually going to Google this right now because I don't know. There have been so many generations of the Corolla. Oh, you know, hold on. No, no, no. I've got it. What? First generation Camry. No, are you crazy? The worst car ever. No, you don't know. We never got the first generation. Okay, so Camry the one, here. the first South African no, Camry. That Camry. It's, it's I'm not saying it won't. It's not reliable. That's probably, probably one of the very best reliable. cars to ever made. The blandest looking car. Literally no design went into that car at all. But you can get in that car and do a hundred. Well, the original Camry. No, when it came out, actually, it was actually, and especially the three liter. The three liter V six. Oh my god, it's you can do terrible. I remember going in one. I was in like standard eight, and I went in. I was was quite impressed with it. You know who drives that car? Caravan owners. That yeah, because they're all. excellent tow cars. Well, that says it all. Because they're brilliant. Because you can drive That's them around the all day. That's the kind of person who buys a Camry. They go, I need something to tow my caravan. And go to work. Because I can't. In, and take the kids to school. Yeah. It's all like, of those things. It's like the Swiss Army knife of cars. And it'll do <laughs> a million kilometers and then some more. It's terrible. So you can't say it's a terrible car. Well, I can. You can't. I just did. It's a very good car. <laughs> Mike will agree with me. We, we. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's the worst. I mean, put it this way. Mm. Like, the one that I'm thinking of, I, I actually can't, I just can't deal with it. Okay, it's so a, what do you... Adventure. Oh, oh, yeah, that is awful. Oof. Oof. Wow. That like, was yeah, like, but like, you know what was worse than adventure? No, maybe not. No, I like which was the thing about the venture is like I think the doors are are, are made of wafer. Mm. I mean, like I I don't think that thing could survive any accident. (laughs) And only it's only saving grace that it can fit seven people. Not safely, although. But there was that South African built one. Remember that it was a it was a, it was a square one. It was that square All those one. Square panels. It yeah. was like welded together and everything. Yeah. That's was square. what I was actually thinking. What, of. I can't remember called? what it was called. It was basically the predecessor to that. Yeah, it yeah. Was, exactly. It was a South African. It was a South what African South special. African? I think so. Yeah. And, and so it basically, probably had the Venture chassis, and then the panels were. Spot welded, yeah, and they were straight yes, metal. Yes. Yeah, it was all. It was it, it was basically designed just with a ruler. And I'll tell yeah. you what, I've, my biggest gripe with this still is still because it's a Toyota and oh, it is actually well well made. Mm. These flipping things survive, oh, so you see around. them on the road yeah. all the time. 
And they make me cry when I see them. Lots in bloom. What about the Toyota Condor? The four by four. That was great. And and the and they're still going for good money today. They're mm. sought after. We we may have dented one on a field trip at Varsity. That, <laughs> really? was, that was fun. That's on a purpose. Good story. Ah, the gap Accident was smaller than purpose. we thought. Okay. It was smaller than we thought. But um, we've discussed the Toyota current Toyota Etios at length here about how awful it is. But I think even more awful. Mm. And I had to Google this one because. There's so many generations of Corolla that I, I don't know which one's which, to be honest. The Uber Corolla. The, yeah, the Uber Corolla The current Uber Corolla is terrible, but the ninth generation, which is 2000 to 2007. <laughs> that was a good one. I hate that thing. Why? I don't know. That was a good-looking Corolla. I and awful no such car. thing, Thomas. And so you guys will have to look it up and to know which one I'm talking about because it's so bland that I can't actually describe which one I'm talking about. I believe we are talking about again. That's actually a good f- – it's a fun – car from the 2000s you get one with a manual and the same engine as the mr2 mark what is your brand i'm done (laughs) talking about the item we we cut him short we can't um okay i'm gonna go for ferrari (sighs) so what's the worst car ferrari ever made where to start yeah um three four eight no, it okay, so I mean, I, I drove a four. three five, so that was fantastic. Now it's time. It got a bad wrist oh, yeah, because uh, of some journalist that couldn't put a new battery in the thing because it was difficult to get a battery in. Yeah, it's a fantastic car. We I need mean, some contracts I mean, on the three I mean, yeah, just because we may have one that that enters this group, so we just got to be very we watch our. Watch okay, our I'll give you but, con- context. But, but but the thing about it is that, I mean, we, a lot of it's going to be hearsay because I, th- I don't think a lot of the Ferraris have been driven by us. Um, no, true. I mean, so like a lot of it's based on no one I'm okay here, with hearsay. I mean, no one here has driven a Cali. No, no, I have. We wouldn't be California. Caught, but we wouldn't be caught have dead you? in one. Yeah. We asked you and you wouldn't answer. I've driven a California. You Every lo- journalist and his dog's driven a California. <laughs> Some have even crashed them. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the worst I wouldn't be Ferrari. caught dead in a California. Yeah, it was embarrassing. It's terrible. What terrible. Awful, awful thing. Well, let's go for… Travesty. Okay, so what, what's going to be the, the, the measure? Is it going to be design? So if it's design, I've got to go with the… GT GT four three hundred eight. I quite like it. Tony design. Tony design. Yeah, I was going to say that. Two. Nice looking car. No, now. that that shape is maturing. Mark. So that's a very good looking. So that car came it's out. It's funny. Everyone always says that thing is maturing, and it's been <laughs> it's like and, and, and that statement's been, so been made for about twenty years. That car was launched after the Dino. Um, the yeah. Dino two four six. Yeah, after which is probably the most elegant, which thing is the most beautiful made. car. Yeah. yeah, and Ferrari sold a lot of those. Then they brought out the three hundred eight, which was also they handed the design. It was also Dino. They handed the design to Batoni, which is unusual for Ferrari, and made it for a couple of years. It was a complete flop. That no, they, they, went made, it, they, they made, made it until uh, until eighty. Yeah, but then they brought out your car, a Pininfarina. A year later, same yeah. platform. A year later, yeah. and the, and then it started selling again. Yeah, uh, which they went back to Pininfarina. So just, um, I mean, for the, for the listeners, um, Pininfarina is a design house, and they did most of the the design work on on let's call it all of the. Really significant Ferraris. Um, they also designed the spectacular oh, Hyundai on. Matrix as well. I cannot believe this guy. Yeah. So there you go. Okay, so, right, worst, okay, so what's that's your, my worst one. What's, what's, what's your worst one? My worst Ferrari is the Mondial. I think it's they tried valiantly to make a sort of small mid-engined V8 2 plus 2 and failed. Just complete total fail, blip in the radar, terrible looking thing. Not no. fantastic to drive until like yeah. the third. Ha- complicated, generation. overly complicated, difficult to service. Still, still unpopular. And what about a T? Mondial T. No, well, those were the best of a bad bunch. It's like saying, oh. "What would you um, 
Which venereal disease would you rather? Yeah. <laughs> Gonorrhea or syphilis? Well put, sir. Well yeah. put. I agree. Okay, Tom, exactly which Ferrari is your worst? 348. Is the Mondial and the 348 the same thing? Why the 348, Thomas, is the one before the 355? Yeah. I don't like that. Nobody loves. Nobody hates a 355. Everybody likes a 355. Even I like a 355. I think the 348 looks so similar. The 348's biggest problem is that it's not a 355. Mm. Was, Ferrari made good so hard with the 355 that there's no argument about which car yeah. is better. So the 348 legs, but it's all relative. The truth is, so remember, so, the so truth is a 348 to a 355 is like a 996 to a 997 Porsche. Yes. The, oh, the yes. evolution is, yeah. is basically Underneath. looks alone. Yeah. Looks yeah. and interior alone. Mm. Anyway. You know, I, I mean, am, am I allowed to give my, my view no, on, on my no, favorite no, remark? No. Not. Yeah, give us your no. worst. No, I mean, because I mean, I do love Ferrari. All the F40s um, you don't own yeah, are your worst exactly. ones. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but no, the, I think the Testarossa Sorry. was the worst because you see that's oh, just why it's so cool. We can't even. No, the, the, yeah. the reason and the reason is that I mean it's gorgeous and it's got and it's mad and it's all that type of thing. But they just they they just they they took a flat engine which should have made the center of gravity nice and low and then they mounted it on this huge gearbox so it's got the highest engine that it could possibly have and then as a result the thing doesn't handle great so similar to a mirror similar to yeah pretty yeah. much pretty pretty much i just described the diablo yeah exactly it's an absolute pig, pig <laughs> on the limits <laughs> pretty much every italian car that looks amazing yeah so nadav what's your favorite audi <laughs> you assumed I was going to put out Audi as uh, my favorite uh, brand. It's yeah. not true. What is your favorite? So we've discussed. But we've you discussed do really love Audi. Where is this coming from? I don't I understand. Mean, I mean, if we, we had if one we conversation. Could, if we could see your browser history, I think you'd blush with the amount of We had one conversation this week where I used Audi as a as a as a prototype for something. The Dutch browser history looks like this: Audi RS6 in black. Audi RS6 in blue. Audi yeah, RS6 really in red. Sure. French yeah. Bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we are, we know that one of my favorite brands is Porsche, but mm. we're not going to discuss it. My other favorite brand is Honda. Yeah. Mm. Off you go. Um, okay. I would say uh, the second, well, the second generation Jazz that was made in India. So they bought out the Jazz. Then there was a facelift. Then the the, the, the new one after that. Really wasn't nice. Build quality was was shoddy. Everything that made the jazz great was fun. It's very difficult. Yeah. Uh, um, we had a jazz like that. It was good. The Indian you know jazz. The Indian built jazz. No, they didn't make an Indian built yeah, jazz. Yeah, they did. I'm going to The jazz was always a Japanese no. product. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. I'm going to say the Prelude. Why? Why? The and Prelude is awesome. awesome. Which one? Automatic Prelude. Why? Why? First generation. No way. Oh, the pop-up pop lights. So oh, cool. Oh, oh, that cancels oh, it out. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome mags. Yeah. Magnesium They were unbelievable. Oh, so the Prelude is sick. The reason I'm saying that is because I, I quite like Hondas. So I can't think of anything else I don't really like. So I'll that's tell you what the I, worst I, I, don't, I know what I don't like. So I the really, third gen really Prelude maybe with the kind of triangular lights. Just like a little bit. No, I like that one. No, I do like that one. The CRV. So dull to drive. What's the SUV? No, yeah. but it's just so my sister's drunk. Dull. No, she doesn't anymore. It's so good She's at what dull. it does. It's though. so good at what it does, it really but it's is. like so dull. Oh. Yeah. Well, but it's an please, SUV. If you want excitement, get an S2000. Oh, you know what they have? Yes. They have that. Mm, it's like a. It looks like a hearse. It looks. It looks like a CRV, but it's narrower. HRV. 
A yeah. HRV. HRV. The human Could, recreational vehicle. I think that's the one. <laughs> okay, that, that's my worst. Yeah, I'll HRV, go with that because yeah. I know I very like little that. about Hondas. I quite like that. I don't know. I think I think a lot of those uh, Civics in the in the two thousands. I like. Remember when when we had the Civic hatch? Mm. Oh, the one you'll, with the gear lever like you'll know in the dashboard. No, 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 that, no, that, no, that, that was, was cool. a good one. Was, yeah. cool. I'm, I'm talking about the original Civic hatch. Uh, that we had the first Civic where the VTEC came out the yes. VTEC one then after that the sedan version we got the sedan versions of yeah. those and they're very bland and very yeah. boring And uh, like, my grandmother had one of those yeah, yeah. everyone's grandmother says, had one well exactly that your first something. gen actually VTEC true that Civic eh? is one of my favorite, co- favorite cars yeah. mm. I love those awesome actually do uh, they make any really bad cars under? Mm. oh put out a good one Brio the Brio is shocking is uh, that might bad? be the one I'm yeah. thinking yeah. Yeah. the Brio is awful so the Brio was made in India and came in with um you know, no-name brand tires and horrible things like that. I always thought that that sold the brand a bit short, although the styling's not bad for a yeah, little, little okay. Mike, okay. have we heard from you? Yeah. Yeah, we have. Yeah, You've heard from everybody? I chose, yeah, I chose, yeah, I chose. Right. Mark's dousing, right. he's self-medicating with fishermen's friends and halls <laughs> and a chicken wing. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but I think actually we're quite, um, we're, we're quite kind. We like to find the best oh, in things. I mean, I think mm. uh, we're relatively diplomatic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least nice. uh, I mean, we didn't really slag off any of the, uh, the cars neither that, are, that are beloved. Neither of us actually chose our favorite brands because we were trying to protect them. Yes. Let's be honest. Well, I did. You're joking. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> choose Lamborghini. Right, we protect I didn't choose Audi. Did, I didn't choose Alpha. Did, he didn't choose Porsche. All right, all right. I did Ferrari. Do you? Yes. We can uh, squabble about this off air. Guys, we're going to take another break. Yes. And when we get back, we're going to entertain our listeners with a challenge. Oh. Welcome back to Cargumentative. In this segment of the show, guys, we're going to have a little challenge, Okay. Someone's come up to Ooh. you. He's rung your doorbell in the middle of the night and said, I'm going to offer you wealth and riches and a bank account in Switzerland. But in order for this to happen, you've got to help us out. You've got to do a little bank job. Okay. okay. So we know that you're not very good with, with cracking safes and that kind of stuff. So we've kind of heard that you can drive. So you're going to be the getaway driver. So you get a crew. Get a crew. Well, look, you're going to have to move a crew. So you get a crew. You've got equipment. Got and you've got to move the goods. And you've got to move the goods. Exactly. Probably. And we're not moving cryptocurrencies. And yeah, uh-huh. I think that, that's an important one. That's because, an important one. So, so does that mean, because mm. in, I think in the modern day, no one would really like rob a, like do a heist. They would just do a cash and transit, which we don't really want to even talk about. It's no. too negative. And here in the modern day, Let's people, would be doing, people would be doing crypto things. So I think we have to sort of maybe even name mm. an era. That will make a little In the 70s. Nice. Because no. then we can, we can yeah. Modern. There's, there's money in the banks. It's got to be gold. in the last. Gold. Gold, gold, gold bullion. Gold bullion is good. Oh, we're stealing art. Fine okay. art. Fine art. Right. Yeah, that's so good. We, I like we're that. making a heist. And we can, we can take it out of its frame and roll it up. And we can pretend we're in the 70s yeah. by playing... This is so cool, actually. Like yeah. just, you can just like but you change can choose a, a current car. Okay, but now, yeah. but now, so so what we mean is it needs to be probably accommodate the crew. Yeah. So four Pro- seats, I'd say. At, least, at least four seats. Probably shouldn't stand up too much. Yeah. Be, so it can't be a Ferrari, Mike. Reliability. No, needs no, no. no. So I, I want to go last, if you don't mind, That's because right. I th- because I think I can win this. In but I'm sleep. I'm gonna win. So no, yeah, okay. I've already won. Well, that, that's what I said. It's got to be fast. It's got to be. N- like nimble, mm-hmm. you've got to be able to. It's got to be bob quick. and weave. It has to be stuff. reliable. I mean, you can't you can't be midway through the the heist and the thing doesn't want to stop. So it can't okay, be a fit. No, I'm done. I'm gonna go first. No, no, okay. no, no, no. No, no, no. no Mark. No, you went first last time. Okay, I'll go last. You can't always go first. No, I want to go last. 
I want I want Nadav to go first. I'm very confident. I think I've cracked it already. Sorry. As soon as you said heist, I knew exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think preferably in black. Mm. Okay, but I, that's negotiable. Yeah. Maybe a dark blue metallic. Or a wrap. Okay. Wrap it. Jaguar XJ575. What is that? So that's the current mm. XJR. Yeah. Supercharged to 431 kilowatts. But easily accommodates five people. But nice and low, long, sleek. Jaguar has a history as being a heist car in the 60s with the XJ. That's true. The new XJ is perfect. Plenty of boot space for the heist. Lots of power. And just sort of under the radar enough to get away with it. Done. Done. Yeah, that Beat is that, pretty folks. good. Come on. It is uh, actually. I really want to drive one of those things. So I was gonna, awesome. Can I go next? Yeah, you can. I was going to say a Bentley Continental GT. But because you're going to stand out like a Thor thumb. No, you're not. And it's too small. No, it's not. It's spacious. Uh, the GT, the two-door. Two, yeah, that, no, that's why I was why. like, mm, why don't you just go for the, the four-door? I mean, it's problem solved. Do they do a four-door? Sure, it's called the Continental. <laughs> no, but do they have one out now? Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was the Flying Spur. Okay. Yeah, well, it's not out yet. No, I don't the think. New current one's not out yet. No. I just released the convertible. Okay, so if I can't have that, no, I'm going to go, and I need to blend in, I'm going to go with a new M5. Done. And I'm going to go in gray. Hmm. And I'm going to smoke everything. And it's wow. all-wheel drive. But how are you going to get art into that thing? I it's mean, got like, a big boot. Oh, and how's his Jag mm. going to be any different? I was thinking the same thing. It's not that up. big anymore because it's got four-wheel drive. Oh, yeah. So yeah. the boot's a bit smaller now because it's driving the front wheels. No, you're wrong. <laughs> the boot is big <laughs> enough. You can roll up the art. <laughs> that thing's and, and I'm take And I'm taking that from the original Ronin. If they had have had that, they would have mm. used it. You think mm. so? They used an Audi and an yeah. M5. They would still use an Audi and an M5. Hmm. I'm uh, going it's with not M5. a bad one. It sticks out a little bit in my opinion. The XJ is kind of getting older now. It's about to be replaced. Your I, M5, everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, look at that cock. That's why I'm not getting it in blue. The thing about it, actually, both of these things have a, have a bit of a problem. You're choosing supercars. No, we're choosing sleepers. No, but the problem is, is that because they're supercars, they could give trouble. I mean, imagine you're in this M5, <laughs> and imagine imagine it has one of these latent problems like the the SMG ones, and all of a sudden the gearbox have. packs up, and like now, someone now tells me, Mark, that I'm no, doing this, this job. Art? I'm going to get a fairly new one. I got BMW on call. Should, yeah, I, exactly. plan. Yeah. Should I have an issue? And what? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle of a bank house. Just take the back of off. And, and now, and now, and also Help you have got an added way. problem. In all likelihood, you've probably been doing donuts on your way there, <laughs> so your tires are probably running a risk of, of exploding. I think okay, you're not Mark. thinking this through. All right, fine. So who's next, Thomas? Thomas. She's. I'm quite torn here. Huh? Mm. Which Toyota to choose? Mm. <laughs> quite torn here. Oh, it's got to be a Lexus. It's going to be a Lexus. It's a, it's a weekly thing. No, actually it's not. Oh. What? No. But a creativity from Thomas. It's a BMW. Of course Ooh. it is. Mm. And it's the M60IL X-Drive. Ooh, that is nice. Mm. I like that. That that car is very... Because when you're a bank robber, you need to be comfortable. <laughs> and... Yoke's all getting caught because you're all going to be going to Tasha's. You won't be able to help yourself in your BMs and your Jags. And your, and you're going to stop at Tasha's to contact Tasha's. Come on. Didn't you hear that Basasa's going under? Listen, you know, it's, it's all out in the open I don't now. need to go to Tasha's because my car has got in the back between the two rear seats a fridge in which I can keep your snacks champagne. and champagne to celebrate my and fine Arnie. Exactly. No. To celebrate... 
my fine art uh, collection Lovely. that I've just good now. choice, Tom. I actually okay, like that's that. That's not bad. And it's got to be burgundy. Yes, you want that. Were. You want that Camry Ron kind of burgundy. burgundy. Mm. That's yeah. very fast. It is very fast. That, that car is I think it's the fastest car BMW you make. It is, yeah. It yeah. is ridiculous. It's a V12. 6.6 liter. Twin turbo V12. Yeah. Oh, I had one on test no, last. What a motor. Mm. You had one on test? Yeah, I did. Wow, sure. my phone really? has been off. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, how come we didn't? Call and especially since it's got a fridge in the back, you didn't mm. come pick us up. Well, I had it um, towards the end of the month, so I couldn't afford airtime. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, you could have just uh, done it the old-fashioned way: come up outside my house and hoot. It's too quiet. It's yeah. turbocharged. Okay. Do that, Mikey. So, so I mean, like, I, I, I'm I, still I, winning. I, by I the mean, way, no, but I mean, like, you, you. I think you guys are apparently we're going to put close. this to a poll it, on the it, website. It wasn't. I don't think it was a fair one because I had I had something in my corner that was helping me. So I'm I've finished all the Narcos episodes. So I've looked and I've been studying what cars they use. So if you go and look at what Pablo Escobar was using to get himself out of trouble, it was invariably the Nissan Patrol or a Toyota Land Cruiser. And I reckon a Toyota Land Cruiser is the boy. But they're not very fast, are they? No. Wow. So, so Get hold, away hold, from on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So here's the thing. So first of all, it's enormously reliable. It's big. Okay. So this is the cool thing with these cars. The escape route, people aren't going to see you being all shouty and noisy and going sideways in your M5 with four wheels spinning and smoke <laughs> and stuff like that. Maybe stopping off at Tash's. <laughs> Just slowly, you're going to slip out of the city. You're going to get off-road. You're going to go to that lair that you've got up in the mountains. In the Karoo. The, in the Karoo. Farmers and, Weekly. And what's cool about a Toyota Land Cruiser is that anywhere up Africa, you can find parts for these things. So you could get in the car. And drive set to, your, thing. You could, to a location. You could go to Timbuktu, and you know that you're going to find spare parts if that thing happens to break, which okay. is highly unlikely, all the way through Africa. So while you guys are busy okay, like getting, get, you, know, you run out of tires, run out no, of no, petrol, no, people so, are shouting So you've at run you. out of your bank or your fine art gallery, and the alarm goes off. No, you walk out. And people now know you have art and they're chasing and you have to get away what do you do so the thing is is that traffic is never going to be an easy thing to navigate so it doesn't matter how much power you've got but you can take the gaps in an m5 yeah and you, can you take have the no gaps. chance no you but can go up, we can go up on the pavements exactly you guys i i'm i'm telling you you haven't thought there's about a point this. here there's a point here you can go off road you can go on the pavement you can ramp obstacles but then shouldn't you get a a monster jam truck like gravedigger because that would be odd. Because then you can just. <laughs> never mind. No like, one would ever notice payments. that outside a bank. Well, you no, can just, we've just You can just ramp. Absurd. And there's this nice. Well, what's cool is you can take the bank. So you don't have to like worry yeah. about taking the money. You can just put the bank in there. And there's thing. this irony of, 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 of rolling away from this, from this place with fine art, which is the height of culture. Actually. In a gravedigger, which is the height of non-culture. So the, the there's coolest, this nice dichotomy between the two. It's getting the too coolest getaway car. In movie history, it had to be the Mini Cooper S in Italian the job. In the remake. Not in the in remake. The original. I really made in the I remake. In the remake, I really think those cars look cool. The problem with and the they carry lots one, of gold. So we said it's got to be the current. The problem with it's the current the one is it's, one. it's the size of a of a Land Cruiser. So you may as well just take yeah, a Land but, Cruiser. But the first gen new one yeah. was a cool car, and Charlize Theron was driving a Coupe S. Yeah. See, if you watch Winning. the Usual Suspects, what you'll learn from from uh, Kaiser Soze is that you can walk away from things. You don't have to <laughs> shout and scream, boys. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, so. producer Page promises that you'll put this up on on a poll. Yeah. So, so you guys can vote. Yeah. It's an interactive show. Uh, we like to hear your feedback. Um, so you so can vote for a, all three of you 
for Nadav's yeah. Jag. What is it? J- uh, Jag? XJR575. Or XJR. Mark's BMW M5. Or Mike's Toyota Land Cruiser. Or my BMW M760IL. So think about that. Go on to the, onto the um, our page. Vote. Let us know if you've done any bank heists. Cargu- what yeah. you, what cars on. you've used. Hold on. It's on, <laughs> at Cargumentative. Yeah. On Instagram. And yeah. it'll be on Facebook as well. Okay. It'll be How's on that, the eh? Ignition TV Facebook page. That's right. It yeah. will be. So, guys, uh, yeah, let us know. Give us feedback. Cool. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to answer some questions because we're all about helping you guys out with some valuable consumer advice. Okay. Welcome back to Cargumentative. In this uh, segment of the show, we're going to be answering some questions that were posted to me by, you know, friends and associates, you know. So I'm um, going to jump right into it. First question is, should I warm up my car in the morning? Good question. That mm. is a good question. Because the answer is not as simple as it might seem. Well, if so you I ever read the, not yes or no. the manual of any, of any car, it always says, do not warm up your car, turn it on and drive. I agree. Oh, hold on a second. Because if you sit and and you warm the engine up, then the rest of it stays cold. So the best way to warm it up is to get in and drive it. Obviously not revving it to maximum RPM. Correct. But, yeah, revving it, uh, it depends if it's petrol or diesel, but revving it a little bit. I mean, I like to to idle my car for maybe for like a minute just to get the oil flowing through and, you know, Mm. it's all good. It's unnecessary. And then go. Well, I don't know. I don't think so. The old um, Ferrari, like um, the Ferraris, it was mm. like told to me that you have to let the thing idle for like five minutes. Mm-mm. I have never ever done it. No, you don't. Need I to. get in the car and I drive it. But but, but I'm, I'm absolutely fanatical yep. about getting the temperatures warm. Get it both your oil yeah, and your water warm. You need to be mechanically sympathetic. So yeah. you need to Very. understand that everything needs to warm up together. The gearbox, well, the diff. It's like when we wake up. It's like when humans wake up in the morning. You don't just jump out of bed and start doing 120 My p.m. Does. jogging on the treadmill. You, you, you kind of ease into it. Mark no. sleeps in a um, CrossFit gym. <laughs> okay, well, I'm um, Mike. No, okay, but, but I think, but uh, I think it's a reasonable question about nice. warming up. But I think we should explain why. Why should you warm up the car? So, okay, what, so what exactly? I mean, like on an engine, if you were to get in and just rev it high, like without the oil being warm. Okay, so like, this leads nicely into oil-related maintenance questions, if I may. Yes, you may. Okay, I'll take that segue. <laughs> All right. Land, so, Land Rover people, listen Listen carefully. up. So Land Rover users never need to change their oil because they're always topping up with new oil. So that's all good. <laughs> I thought it was Alfa Romeo as well. But them too. Okay. Porsches as well. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> Mine doesn't. Anyway, so, so um, yeah, the reason you warm your car up is you're actually warming up the fluids inside your, your engine, hmm. uh, the oils and your water. Um People have asked me how often should you change the oil in your car, and I think uh, every manufacturer has a certain uh, distance they believe you need to travel or a certain amount of time that you need to to wait between oil changes. Uh, generally, it's twenty thousand kilometers no. or a year. Twenty thousand? No, it's like normally fifteen. Depends on the manufacturer. Sometimes it's ten on a, on a, 10, a Land yeah. Cruiser. It's ten thousand. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, but diesel vehicles are, are, are yeah. much. Because of the contaminants the s- in, in the diesel. The sulfur. Yeah. Correct. So what the oil actually does in the engine is 
your engine is made up of a whole lot of metal parts and the oil kind of acts as a barrier between them. So lubrication is oil sitting between metal parts. The metal parts should never actually touch each other. That should always be riding on a film of oil. So the newer that oil is, the more viscous it is, the better it is for the engine. Um, the same thing when it's cold. So when it's when it's cold, it, it's not doing. It's not probably not in the places that it needs to exactly. be. Exactly. And you have metal on metal, and that is that's bad, bad for wear. Bad, bad for wear. So that's another question people ask: is when I go to the garage, should I allow people to check my oil? No. I say no. The best time to check oil is before you set off in the morning. So exactly. all the oils had a chance to drain down into the sun because exactly. at a petrol station, it's the car warm. has been running. Yeah. There's still a percentage of oil up in the head. Sitting at the top of the Sitting engine, inside yeah. oil jackets, et cetera, et cetera. So you're not getting a true reflection. It's, so it's cringeworthy when I see People someone, putting in a, a 500 millimeter a pint, quart, a, a pint, pint, yeah, pint of a oil, pint of oil uh, because you yeah. know that engine's probably going to be overfilled, which exactly. is worse. We'll make it smoke yeah. and, yeah. yeah. Can, and, and checking the oil, obviously, is we're talking about a, a wet sump, which means that the oil drains into the sump. It's like a bucket. Yeah, a bucket. sits at the base mm. of the engine. The 911 the is a dry sump, so you would check that when the car is running mm. and it's hot. It's different, completely different, yeah. yeah. But let's not confuse people. Also, someone asked me about changing gearbox oil. So some manufacturers, actually, well, on, on trucks, <coughs> certainly, mm. they say don't ever change the gearbox oil. For the lifetime of the of the vehicle, really, yeah. Some manufacturers encourage it being changed after a hundred thousand k's. Put it this way: it's never exposed to any kind of contaminant. It's in a, it should be in a completely sealed environment. Sterile. I, I yeah. did I did the Aston, the the Diablo, and the three hundred eight gearbox oil last year, and it made such a difference. Really? Yeah. yeah. I did it in mine. Maybe because the such type of oil that was put in was different to what was originally in the car. Could be, but but all three of them just so much better mm. same here in the SC and also I did it twice in the Daihatsu Materia okay brilliant I don't think it does any harm no um, you do good. and it's not I, a big job it's not a big it's job not at big all job. it smells terrible though. yeah it awful smells terrible awful what we in, in the in the transportation or fleet industry they discourage it because it often leads to contamination mm. so you had this perfectly sealed environment at the factory and now someone's gone and fiddled with it it tends to then leak it's or like something. Opening yeah. a petri dish and all this bacteria. It's gets exactly in. like that, Tom. Exactly. <laughs> Another one is brake fluid. Mm. So, sorry, I'm running away with all the. the you, are, yeah. brake you are. You are the most technical of all of us. I mean, you no, know. No, I'm not. You, I, well, you learned, learned, you know with you guys, we've all learned together. So, well, not me. I've learned from watching <laughs> Gas Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so, brake fluid's a tricky one. And I think brake fluid needs to be changed more often because. Brake fluid, as yeah. soon as it takes on any kind of moisture, it loses its compressibility. Mm. And, and if it gets too hot as well. And, and, it, also boil it, and it also starts to cause corrosion inside the brake lines. But one of the biggest reasons why you would change it is, yeah, if it's gotten hot mm. and so it's if you boiled. If it's ever boiled, days, yeah, if it's ever uh, boiled, it kind of loses its consistency. But maybe the dock knows I better. I have to correct you. Correct it doesn't me. lose its compressibility. It gains compressibility. Oh, really? So the problem is when you get water and and air and contaminants into the brake fluid, yeah. um, it becomes more compressible than hydraulic fluid. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Hydraulic yeah. fluid is, by definition, not compressible okay. at all. You're right. And so yeah. that becomes a problem. It's, hygros it's hygroscopic, and so it attracts water think, from yeah. the atmosphere. He uses the big words. And because, of, <laughs> because the Diablo weighs 1,700 kilos and has tiny, relatively tiny brakes, I've had to replace the brake fluid after every tractor because I've done. It, because it cooks the fluid. Yeah, and it's and it's not overly fun, like going down the straight and the pedal goes all the way yeah. to the floor. So if you've yeah exactly if you've ever felt a situation where your brake pedal gets soft, 
that's because your brake fluid has gotten hot and has become compressible. And and whilst we don't advocate driving fast or recklessly, no. like if you haven't had brake fade, you haven't pushed, you haven't braked hard enough. Hard enough. <laughs> Depends on the car. What do they call it? The coward pedal. <laughs> Stay away from <laughs> the, the coward, coward pedal. pedal. Depends on the car. Okay, so that's it for fluids, huh? We're going to keep it there. Should we talk about water? Mm-hmm. One more water. Okay. Cooling because system. It, it, you a cooling that. system. Yep. Another problem is your car starts to get hot and you pull into the gas station. Should you open the radiator and fill it up with cold water? Definitely not. No, because you can crack cylinder heads. You can heads. crack cylinder heads, exactly. You should wait for the car to cool down on mm. its own and then top it up. And also, because cool. you'll probably end up like getting third degree burns. But also, it's 100 degree water sprays like a geezer exactly. all over your face. But also, if it's gotten hot, there's something wrong. So mm. topping it up with water isn't going to solve your problem. No. Your problem's bigger than that. Because it should be a sealed system. You should never have to touch it. Mm. As soon as you have to top water up, you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's fluids. Fluids. Basically. Yeah. Beginner's guide to fluids um, in cars. And just remember, if your Land Rover isn't leaking oil, it probably doesn't have any. It's probably got a Toyota engine. <laughs> um, <laughs> got another question here. Can I outrun a speed camera? <laughs> seriously is yeah that a seriously so like um, somebody at the office was by was definition asking, said, no <laughs> surely like if you if you go past a certain speed that camera is not going to catch you in time can no. you outrun the speed of light no. no no impossible impossible so if if you did 300 in a 60 zone mm. it's still going to get you yes. yes 500k is in a 60 zone yes Thomas you're a fa- you. you're an uh, I don't know you're in a, f- a photographer I don't, I don't think it's think about the shutter there, speed there, on there, you guys clearly no you guys clearly have not there, watched enough Mythbusters there is because no, they've done this there is no way yes. there is no way that you're going to go uh, it's going to catch you at 500 but of will. What about it? the shutter speed. What about a What about one hundred and twenty with um, hairspray on your license plate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try just, that. No, tonight. we've discussed that. That doesn't yeah. work. Guys, go have a look on YouTube for okay. the MythBusters episode that busts that. Okay. Yeah. Well, here you go. MythBusters did it. Um, I have an old Volvo Estate with oh, a non-turbocharged so five-cylinder no, engine. Cool. Should I turbocharge it? Absolutely. No. 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 If you want to. F- Fast car, buy a fast, buy a fast car. car yes. yeah. Leave it. It's probably what almost if you can't afford cost you a, fortune. a fast car. Then don't buy a fast car. And you can afford a turbocharger. It's not. It's going to. It's going to give endless, endless problems. That's fine. It'll be fast for a while. What you're saying cool. is you've got a Volvo 850 GLT estate with a five-cylinder engine that's perfectly good. Yeah. But, but you, you want, want an 850R yeah. or a T5. Yeah. Well, then you must go buy an 850 T5 because the 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 amount of money it's going to cost you to turbocharge your yep. existing perfectly good car. Mm. Well, the T5s aren't that expensive. Just go buy one. Yeah. The incremental cost. I actually no saw one actually. last week. It was so, so cool. cool. It was so a black so one. Cool. And it sounded really good. Eh? Oh, that's so cool. Ooh. All right. Here's one that Nadav can maybe help us. Okay. Um, what are tire ratings and why should I care? <laughs> good question. <laughs> a good I, I, could, I actually got an interesting <laughs> anecdote. So I got a friend of mine yeah. who is a car collector in Switzerland. And he's, he's actually a cooked, cooked individual. And he cooked he, was, he took he took his he took his rolls and ran it at 200 k's an hour on the autobahn. And when he got off, he realized all four tires were bulging because he they were running um, they were they were li- no they were limited to 170. I think they actually were slant, um, snow tires, and all four of the sidewalls had bulged. And he was probably cl- very close to having a l- multiple blasts. Yeah. So are you talking about speed rating? Must be. It's it's vague. It's vague. What are tire ratings what and why should ratings? I care? So I know that I don't think, sadly, I don't think we can get into the nitty-gritty of the numbers on the side of the tire because yeah. that starts to get a little bit complicated, yeah. even though it's quite important. 
Um, I think the overriding rule would be to stick with what the manufacturer put on the car. Don't mm. change it. Or if you have they a GT3, go one centimeter wider at the rear. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, on the tire so question? What about the We age? haven't finished the tire okay, question. Okay, I'm still talking. jumping the gun. I was jumping the I gun. I thought he, he breathed in. I thought I he breathed was taking a break. You just, you just bounced in there. So the speed ratings, if that's what we're talking about, mm. um, tires have a speed rating. It's denoted by a letter of the alphabet, uh, sometimes two, actually. And it means that that tire has been tested safe up to a particular speed. So, in other words, if your car is capable of 250 k's an hour, you sh- probably shouldn't be putting tires on that are only rated safe for 210 kilometers an hour. And each of the letters have a corresponding How speed. How do they find safe. out what letter means what? So, they, they Google can, it. It's Google, very yeah. easy to Google. Tire ratings are easy to see. Um, the manufacturer-specified tire should obviously cover the speed range of your of your car. And it's always probably best to have tires that are maybe slightly overrated for your car yeah. because presumably um, your car is then therefore always well within the limits, the physical tested limits of that tire is probably safe. I remember V rating, if I'm not wrong, was like 210. Uh, yeah, I think Z- H is 210. And Z rating is, is, is over, over 300. Mm. Oh, the Z, the ZR, and there's actually a new one um, because Bugatti um, has now reached sort of oh, 400 yeah. k's an oh. hour. There's a new one, which I can't remember what it is. I must look it up. It might be XO. Um, so now we needed new speed ratings from Michelin to... To accommodate oh. the new speed of the car. But yeah. I think the date stamp issue is quite an important mm, one. Because, date because that's Because even if your tire is the right tire for the car, the right, um, um, amount, of the right, right amount of tread, yes. all that type so of thing, if it's too old, yeah. there's some problems. So, can so we, what Mike's sorry, saying, yeah. Can we just also mention to people it's tire tread. A lot of people I see calling thread. it tire thread. Yes, it's tread. <laughs> it's there's no, tread. It's not thread. There's no it's tread. thread there. Um, so, yes. So, what we're saying is that the age of the tire, the manufacturers say that the tires, um, it's, I mean, it's exposed to massive forces every day. It's exposed to UV and pollutants, and it can't possibly last forever. It's a rubber product, and it degrades. So what the manufacturers say, depending on what you read, is that they can't guarantee that the compound will perform as new beyond five or six years of age since mm-hmm. that tire was produced. The way that they um, the way that they then present that to the public is by stamping a date stamp of manufacture, just like the expiry date on your milk, um, <laughs> to onto the side of the tire. It tells you when the tire was manufactured. It's a four-figure code. If you look on the side of the tire of any modern car, you'll actually see it because um, it looks slightly rougher than the rest of it, if I can say that, because... It's the bit that they change, whereas mm. the rest of the writing is constant on their tire. So you'll have a look. You'll see four figures. The first two figures are the week of manufacture, and the last two figures are the year. It's very easy to then work out what the what the age of your tire is. Okay. I have a question on tires. One last mm. one. If you paint the letters white yes. on the tires, does mm. that improve the performance? Yeah, it makes the car faster. Yeah, it's like especially if you have an side. M4. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. paint. You can't have an M4 without paint. Presumably, they come standard with painted. Yeah, and and Mark, if I'm not mistaken, your seven four five has painted. And if, and, if, and if you have Toyos on it, and you put Pirelli over, also fine, absolutely does, fine. Is, is that, fine. that also yeah. Yeah. is that your exact situation, yeah. Mark? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You, I'm, you I'm own asking, a vehicle. I'm asking for a friend. Sorry, I hope that wasn't too boring. No, that's important. Consumer, I've learned something. Pages learned something. Yeah. One more something. question. Got one more question. Yeah. Um, 
I've noticed that on hot days there's always a puddle of water under my car, yet my mechanic says there's not a problem with my cooling system. What is going on? Is this a mistake or have I got a self-healing car? <laughs> <laughs> so I think we all know the answer. We all know the answers. Yeah. It's your air conditioner. So yeah. air conditioners. It's condensation. It's condensation. From the cold pipes. And then it runs out a little pipe. On some cars, it's it's normally kind of between the, the front axle, but in some cars it can vary. It can be up in the front or whatever, and uh, you'll notice a big puddle of water. But just it's always, it's always sure it is water. But just it's always. Uh, I think that's the important thing because it's like I think that is actually distilled water mm. that's coming out of there. I mean, no, it should be is it like condensation, condensation out of the air. Condensation. Air. It should be very pure water. If it's got, if it's coolant, it'll have a green texture. Yeah. 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 So you can yeah. always check if it feels just like water only. Then it's probably from the conditioning condenser. Mm. Yeah. And just dropping on the floor, right, it's absolutely it, normal. If it doesn't have a green or reddish no. color, it's not out of your radiator. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we've got time for one more. Oh, go, go for it. Um, quick, quick. Why does it always take so long for my spare parts to arrive? You obviously drive a Renault <laughs> or a Peugeot. <laughs> yeah, it depends on I the manufacturer. No, so, so basically, um, it depends on, on what part it is because a lot of manufacturers, especially the smaller ones, won't keep a lot of major parts in stock because it costs them money to do so. So a lot of parts you'll have to order, and that usually takes 21 days. So I've got that on my Daihatsu. Like if I order parts, some of the, stocks, some of the parts I'll have in stock, other parts they have to ship in. And that takes time. Yeah. That can so take up to 21 I've days. got a tip for people who, who are waiting for parts for a car that's had maybe some kind of accident that's still drivable. Go to your panel beater. Let them assess your car. Let them order the parts. Mm. When the parts arrive, then take the car in to be fixed. Because a lot of the time, your car spends most of its time there waiting for parts to arrive and nothing. Mm. It doesn't get touched. It sits out in the sun. If you can still use it, use it. Doesn't happen to our cars? Mm, in a different context, sun. but yeah, yeah, not in the sun, not anymore. Um, no, not anymore. But uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it depends. It's really, it's not about. It's about business sense, about parts. You know, you can only have so much of inv inventory. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If you've a, a brand like Toyota or that has high volume, for, high well, volume, forty years every part worth really of models, generic on a Toyota. <laughs> they're right. all interchangeable. Yeah. But you can't possibly keep every part for every car ever made. Yeah. So that's that's where the understanding is to come in. The, some very clever people probably work out which parts are most likely to wear, mm. which parts are need to be replaced. They'll keep stock of that. But if it's something slightly rarer or on a car that's not very common, it's very likely you'll have to wait for a part to come from overseas. Well, I, I had a personal incident on the Diablo where I had a problem with the, the handbrake and um, I needed a part. And uh, when I contacted the factory, they said, unfortunately, their manufacturers hadn't made that part for four years and they were just <laughs> going to contact them and see if they were going to do another run. <laughs> sure. That's exactly pos totally possible. Yeah, a lot of stuff becomes NLA, mm. no longer available. The, uh, the worst nightmare of the classic car owner is right. NLA. Well, there's some manufacturers that promise to always have your part, no matter what age your car is in stock. And one of those is my favorite manufacturer, Mercedes-Benz. Not not nationally, though. Not nationally, internationally. You may still have to wait. But for part. every car they've ever made, they will always have a part available. Okay. Well, there you go. Now you guys know we've answered your questions. And uh, if you would like your question to be answered, if you've got something that's uh, that's really getting on your, biting at you, tell us. Know, tell us. Get tell in us. touch with us. Come on. Uh, argumentative on Instagram. And uh, we'll always be glad to help with our valuable consumer advice. Guys, that's all we've got time for today uh, in our show, unfortunately. So thanks again for joining me, Thomas Faulkner, from the Sunday Times. And um, cheers. cheers. We'll uh, tune in next week.